1: Everyone to some dates today I am your host Bola Audina, and with me is Mac mm-hmm.
2: I'm also your host
1: oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> with us today is our co-host Mac Audina. Um so let's get started it's been a while since we did an actual podcast versus we've done a couple of lives um, the past three weeks mm-hmm. And those have been fun. So, if you all haven't checked that out, definitely go ahead and do Are that. Are we putting those on YouTube? Yeah, they're on YouTube. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. Okay, well. So, go ahead and check those out. And before we go anywhere, because I don't think we do a great job at this, please subscribe, like, like share, and comment. Please. We implore you. Um, especially if you like the content. If you don't do it anyway um, do it anyway sh- uh-huh. so share with your friends <laughs> share yeah. share with your friends who may um but yeah so so here we are I'm excited about this um episode that we're going to do it's close to the end of the year we're still in quarantine timeout, um, and, and of course as a result of <clears throat> everyone being home our <clears throat> tv consumption entertainment consumption in general but I think mostly streaming um movies shows have gone up radically exponentially so um we thought it would be fun today to bring to you all three of the best <coughs> shows or tv uh, well shows this slash was, uh, movies
2: three of the best because i i don't think we have
1: we didn't make a list
2: we not only did we not make a list i think yeah i guess that would be what it is like we haven't actually considered everything that's true. these are are the things that these are the movies we have watched recently and thought wow these resonate with what we're trying to do
1: yes that's that's a great way to put it so three shows and three shows and no movies we would encourage you all to check out because we thought they were really great um so yeah i'm excited to dive into this what i love about movies um, at least in shows more recently um is the opportunity to get a different perspective on life see how other people see the world which you don't always get in your day to day Mm -hmm. um and sometimes you're introduced to completely different worlds that you wouldn't even have thought of which will then force you to um either evaluate what's going on in your life or um, empathize you know try to put yourself in the shoes of um, the characters that are being portrayed so I've really, and I think that um, that has been amped up even more so recently, probably because of the um, all the things that we're doing. But I've really enjoyed some really great content lately on TV. I know you've always been a huge movie fan and TV shows in general. Um, so, what do you like about them?
2: About TV shows and movies? About
1: shows, movies.
2: Well, I mean, and this is um, one of the ones that we are going to watch right now is gonna also do this well but I mean it, it there are different types of shows that I like and I like when it's done what I'm going to say is done well and for me well means that um, when you immerse me in it in in the, in the world that you intend to tell me that it seems like this is the type of thing that would happen in the world so I could watch like fantasy movies or your Game of Thrones where you have dragons and things like that but then um, and, and be able to suspend disbelief but then when you put me in the world of today's reality and you know like 24 and you're running around I'm like the, the show 24 with Keith or mm-hmm. and you're running around LA within one hour from one place to another it's like uh you told me this happened in 24 hours now this doesn't make any sense but um but also done well for me is just the telling of or the building of the characters the diving into the insights um, that you get from people learning and growing and the inner t- turmoils that they have mm. to deal with
1: and the conflicts, yes. inner turmoils within themselves or conflicts,
2: um... the inner turmoils within themselves and how the conflicts without reveal what kind of person this this is, gotcha. you know, and not necessarily just told to you by somebody else saying he's an asshole or even the idea that he's just an asshole, but that he's a complex human being with various different issues that he's having to deal with. He's not good or bad. And so I like when they're able to do that in such a way that you can relate because you deal with these same sort of Mm -hmm. inner turmoil, inner conflicts, and you know, yeah. So I think when they can do that well. I I
1: do think that's when the story is done really well, when you show the humanity and you can't really tell who the villains versus the heroes are and even if you can you can perhaps understand the perspective of the villains and how they may have gotten there and perhaps how you could have struggled with the same set of decisions that they've had to make and how they ended up where they are i know you and your friends were talking about game thrones game of realms um as doing something um along those lines being done very well recently but the other one that i was talking about is one that should have made our list but i haven't seen it um it's called the boys
2: ah the boys yes 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 that you haven't
1: seen it i well, haven't
2: seen it oh i thought oh yeah that's right you were the one that hadn't seen yeah so we a, a group of our friends like uh, another couple friends of ours when we went out and had um a bonfire yeah. during covid times and You know, chilled and hung out, and we were discussing um, the boys. And yes, this is what I mean.
1: Because the boys, I think, really does a good job of not really having a good sense for who's right, who's wrong, who are the heroes, who are the villains, what's motivating. I haven't seen it, right? And I'm speaking about it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So what? What he was, what uh, one of our friends was saying is that uh, he started off by saying that he thought it was a uh, gratuitous violence, um, mm-hmm. you know, especially with respect to the people who are supposed to be good. Like they just shoot somebody in the middle of the road. And um, he couldn't understand why that was necessary. And the response from, you know, the two of us and myself was that it, it's not necessarily that, what they're saying is that the world is not cut and dry, it's not black and white. Like these people, yes, they have to do some bad things. It's not necessarily like, you know, we're going to be categorically good. Like if, I, if if killing is wrong, we're not gonna kill. But it's like, it's the lesser of two evils, it's, it's grades. And so it's like, because I feel like this cause is noble, there are different things that I'm willing to do to get to the end. And that's the truth. Like I, a lot of us like um, in life are choosing the things that we will accept, right? Like as bad, like, um and then certain things we want to like for example one of the easy ones i used to say when we were growing up we used to steal cable and my dad used to come up and be like uh you know like like just stealing cable Mm -hmm. but then he's coming up to me and telling me i cannot go to the store and steal Mm -hmm. you know it's like you pick and choose the things that you feel are um i guess the 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 boundaries that Mm -hmm. you set for yourself you you can say okay i can do this but i won't do that And then the other person, you're going to be over there condemning them and what they choose. And it's kind of like that. Your ends justify your own means. Mm -hmm. And so there isn't, and that's what I guess you were speaking to, like there isn't necessarily a good and evil. If you, I mean, a good guy and a bad guy if you really take that perspective. Um, But I guess from what they were saying, it's um, from what the movie guys are saying. Not only is that the truth, but what we're going to consider good guys is what overall i guess us in this audience um western um you know civilization civilization believed to be the ultimate you know um good Uh anyways
1: so you would recommend that
2: the boys i i think it's like you know for me i never really like um putting my stamp on stuff because i feel like you know different people like different things and if i go and i um hype it up then you might we come in with expectations and then and then it's gonna not meet the expectations. And so I say, try it if you want, mm-hmm. and you may or may not like it. That's mm-hmm. how I want I liked it is how I'm going to. Yeah, but,
1: interesting. Yeah. All right, well, before we jump into our list of three that we've both seen, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, one that I will also say that i watched recently, I know you probably haven't, is Before 30. It's on Netflix, it's a Nigerian mini series. Mm-hmm um wow.
2: when did you watch that you're talking about i don't. you're talking about i'd be watching things without you when did that happen
1: uh, i it just did i don't know um it was during the week i think it was one of those days when i wasn't feeling too well so i just put tv um put some tv on and usually i usually
2: that's like um real housewives
1: i i was caught up <laughs> <laughs> i was caught up on my housewives so um but before 30 it was good i don't, typically don't even watch nigerian shows or movies um, for various reasons which doesn't really matter but i thought this one was good it was done well um it was acted well but they also tackled some interesting topics so it's um set within the general concept context of um, nigerian women there are four of them four friends or looking to get married before the age of thirty, because after that, um, at least in Nigerian culture, and I think in a lot of different parts of the world, after a certain age, it becomes very difficult for you to find a husband, per se, and um, you become some sort of social pariah, I suppose. So, so they're going through their trials and tribulations, relationships, and really touched on some interesting um, sort of themes or uh, um, concepts that you don't typically see in Nigerian movies. So I thought it was um, somewhat forward thinking. Well, l- let me not say that. I felt like it it, um, it it touched on some things that regular people like us go through um, and humanized you know, just the typical Nigerian experience without doing it in an exaggerated way that- um, What is it called? Could sometimes be done. Um, Before 30. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. You should watch it. Is Um, that a mini series? It's a mini. I think it was like six episodes. Interesting. Six episodes of 30 minutes each. Hmm. I don't know if it's BBC. It's on Netflix. Interesting. Yeah. So. So you're
2: doing
1: it. Yeah. So it was good. All right. Um, So the three that we're really going to talk about without diving too much into. um, So the first one is. 40-year-old version. Um, I know, we didn't watch this one together. I saw it first, probably about two months ago, and then I told you to watch it. Um, And when you got done with it, you were just... I felt felt like you were really blown. You were more blown away by it than I was. I enjoyed it for the comedy. So just a quick, and I'm probably not going to do the best job of sort of um, summarizing the movie, but... The quick gist of it is um, there is a woman who um, I guess had been a comedian in the past, so some sort of playwright. writer? No, she had been She's a playwright. She had been a playwright and um, had garnered success earlier on in her career. And I guess... Yeah,
2: she won some kind of award for a play that she wrote, so yeah. was, I think it was like maybe like the best under 30 or something like that. Yeah, so this
1: was before 30, uh-huh. done really well, and I guess um, was trying to find a second act to her success and just never really found it all throughout her 30s. And now she's um, about to turn 40 or maybe just recently turned 40. She's about to turn. Yeah. Um, and was taking a look at her life, and she found herself being a substitute teacher for, uh, or just a teacher in general for an after school um special kids situation um you know the kids had no respect for her you know clowning her constantly about you know why are you here teaching us when you know you're supposed to be this that and the other and um she essentially took uh uh she did a pivot and decided to start trying out um stand-up comedy and no. I th- oh yeah. So well, you
2: tell you the story. <laughs> oh, thank God. All right. Yeah. So um, everything that you said. So everything she was, I said was... thus far, except
1: for those stand-up the parts. Okay. Part. Yes. Okay.
2: Um, so she is. She, she. She's. You know. She's about to turn thirty, which is forty. I mean, 40 which um, is definitely. It's so interesting how that is such a uh, pivotal age.
1: I don't think but just being, 40, 30 was pivotal. I remember 30 being pivotal. I don't okay. know. I, don't, I, don't, I, I think any the, decade I, is pivotal to people because you're literally turning a page on that decade.
2: I mean, I don't, yes, to a certain degree, but I think 40, for example, for specifically, I think people start to question their life choices. They start to question what happens the next I see your point. Midlife crisis. Yeah, this is where around the midlife crisis, it's around the
1: midpoint. Yeah.
2: And you're also thinking 50 is 10 years away. Mm-hmm. And that's when, that's really when people actually think mid because most people think they live to 100, 100 is like halfway between, you know, 50 is halfway between 100. And so, in a way, the reason why I think 50 is not the decade that people are like doing this, but 40 is, is because it's like, oh my god, I'm a I'm 10 years from 50. What the heck am I going to do? What the heck have I been doing? And it's so interesting that that age is the time. And it and, and also says in the book um, that we read, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. It's a, you know, very old book and the book that has um, set, been the foundation for just basically changing your life and the things that you have to do to grow rich. Um, and they also talk about how 40, is that age, too, that people start to think about these sorts of things. And so, um, or a lot of people turn, get rich after 40. Mm -hmm. I think this is probably the reason. You know, he had a ton of reasons. They're talking about, like, maybe there's women and all these other things. And you have to be a little bit, like, you know, a womanizer. He talks about all these things in the book. But I think it really is about the fact that people are like, what the heck I am, what have I been doing? Mm -hmm. And start really saying, you know what, Um, I've got to put my foot to the to gas. But anyways, so she's going through that type of thing. You know, in the beginning, she's talking to um, because you watched it well before me. But I like I like you also said I also was really fascinated by it, and I was like, this is when I came to you. I was like, this is some days today. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But anyways, you know, she's in the beginning. She's talking to different people. She's telling them she's about to turn 40 and they're responding and giving her their thoughts on, on her. Like one of the kids is like, oh my God, I didn't know you were that old. <laughs> but uh um, she, anyway, she's going through that that questioning um, period. Like she hasn't gotten her second act and all that other stuff. And so she starts trying to become a rapper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't remember, I think she had seen some dude On the uh, train, because this all takes place in New
1: York.
2: Well, we're not gonna give it all away. Okay, well, I'm not giving it all away. New York is a big piece.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I Uh mean,
2: it's also one of the big first things you'll see. Mm -hmm. So it all takes place in New York City, and she's on the train, and she sees um, this white guy with a big butt. So I don't know -hmm. know if you remember the damn rap line, but it was just like, white guy with a black man's booty something like that, <laughs> black woman's booty, but anyway, so that was, I think that was her first um, line, her uh, first, like, attempt at rapping, and then she starts trying to rap, in mm-hmm. you know, at 40, like, what, is, that doesn't happen, that's a young person's age, in fact, in um, hip-hop, you get clowned when you get older, you know, unlike other um, art forms where, you know, they appreciate the older guys, but anyways, um, so, yeah, so she just goes on her journey and trying to rediscover herself and her art, and um and doing it authentically and living her life today
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know so um, good
1: so what did you like about it um and i'm trying to pace <laughs> in the process because i'm trying to make sure that we can also get into the other you know, three well we're, but we're, what we're, did you we're,
2: i just that's why i put this up here so we can also be mindful of the time okay so that way we do a much better job of you know um meeting it so if we're mindful. Um, anyways what I like about it I mean I, uh, that is uh, it, like I said you know this is the definition of some days today and I, I mean obviously this is a two hour thing and she was already somewhat in the um, space of putting herself out there to be judged um, but I think that is one of the most bold things that you can do it's it's, um, you know the way that she decided to say to step bucket up. you mm-hmm. know and and you know decide I'm going to do something that's so unconventional that would literally get you ridiculed mm-hmm. like really this 40 year old woman <laughs> was over here trying to rap what are you doing
1: there was um, one there was a, a showcase she had where her students came mm-hmm. I think that was her first showcase her students came to watch her and she froze on stage
2: wait I don't remember that
1: <laughs> she didn't remember they came they snuck in those two boys they snuck in or they tried to get in mm. they finally got in she was rapping and then she forgot her lines mm. and the next day they were like what is going on and clowned her even more so um uh, but it just speaks to just like you said like literally putting yourself out there to do something that is not only not only is it not within your comfort zone but you're maybe not even skilled at it yet, Mm -hmm. Um, but still doing it anyways and being exposed to ridicule and all of that. And as we know, as with all things, you get better over time, you get more comfortable with it the more you stick to it. Um, But ultimately, it's about deciding that where you were, um, you know, living a life of comfort is no longer acceptable, especially when you have so much more that you want to give. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was about taking the leap to recreate a new version of yourself which is why it's called the 40 year old version Mm -hmm. you know that was the old version this is the new version of of me and i'm going to do it on my own terms
2: yeah um and there are some other like so the acronym i think it was uh your old version y-o-v there was some other live your own It was your, your own, I don't know. There were some other acron- uh, words that she used for that acronym I um, that I thought was also very interesting too. That mm-hmm. I need to go back and watch and, and read. But um, it's it's really also about living authentically because part of what she was also doing was trying to create a, a a play that she thought was going to, you know, that that other people like um, the white folks, the people who had the check was wanted to have seen and like this is what I think about. about Um, you know uh, the Bronx I think it was the Bronx that she was living in and she wanted to say no this is not what I this is not my experience I want to live authentically this thing is trash and you know so it was just also about her putting herself out there and I think
1: through by creating authentic art by so me, not necessarily putting art out there that doesn't reflect her perspective exactly. just for the sake of making money. Yes. Um, but doing something that you're inspired by um, that is also um, authentic to your experience. Yeah, and
2: yeah, and truly, truly um, saying here's who I am, and this is the thing I think about artists that um, makes them. I was saying this yesterday when I was watching something else that we were watching. What was it that I was watching? Oh, um we were watching the show, uh, the um, a movie, uh, not a movie, uh, um, the music video for uh, Tadao. I can't forget. um Missigo, I think is, is their name. <gasps> but um, Tada, you know Tadao. We was watching it when.
1: Oh yeah and
2: yeah I mean I don't. It feels like they were capturing it for the first time, but there's no way, mm-hmm. like the way the camera movements were, and to me it was like, I mean, did they like cut and rehearse and redo? Because mm-hmm. it just felt like it was just yeah. him in the moment, like just really yeah. fully enjoying it. And but
1: we should put a link to that video or that song. I mean, I don't know if it's known, but um, yeah, it's yeah really no,
2: good. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's known. and If it's not, I mean, ta tada! But yeah, mm-hmm. we can we can definitely yeah. do that. But it, the the point that I want to say with respect to it is that artists are for me the best type of human beings because they are truthfully saying, "Here I am," and not only are they "Here I am," here's what I'm feeling at the moment. Here's me uninhibited. Here's me just living and being and feeling whatever the vibe is at that c- c- moment. And whether you're looking at it and saying, "Yeah, I'm feeling it," or you're looking at it and you're like the fuck is this i don't care mm-hmm. because this is me being and i think that's what she was doing at at her 40 year old version putting herself out there and not only are they doing this i don't care but they're doing it in such a way that if you are able to connect to it it's beautiful because music for whatever reason is spiritually um something that we feel within ourselves like it's, it, it doesn't exist to allow us to live you know physically or to procreate or any of these things it's, it's something that for whatever reason the combination of sounds make us feel good mm-hmm. and so like they're yeah. do, they're expressing themselves in a way that is beautiful in that way but then saying if you feel it you feel it if you don't you don't mm-hmm. get you because this, this is, is my me. truth right? Yeah. right and i would love to be able to get there
0: yeah and, i mean I think her
2: it's a boldness journey. her boldness was short i don't know how many people
1: oh, you mean between where she was compared to taking yeah, the leap it wasn't been, a long period it, yeah, no, yeah. yeah yeah no i mean and that's once again you know when you talked about some days today that's really the point you can decide to flip this switch at any point at any moment it's just a matter of coming to terms with it that that's what you want to do um, so yeah yeah, Very good I, I, I like that I would highly recommend It is also very funny It's funny she,
2: it's, She's hilarious You'll be cracking
1: Yeah um, So yes 40 year old version On Netflix Check it out mm-hmm. The next one Is That we want to talk about Is another show as well um, Or is a show it, It's on HBO right Which um, one? euphoria
2: okay yes yes
1: yes H- so yes. euphoria so why don't you um give a high level summary of euphoria we don't have to go into great detail um of it but um yeah go ahead
2: great show uh the main character is um, played by zendaya i don't
1: know her last name mm. she i think was. she's just one of those one namers okay like
2: Prince. <laughs> Prince okay <Madonna>. oprah um, <laughs> who
1: knows what is madonna's last name nobody knows does she have a last name? She no, she's yeah, definitely exactly. a one one-one. She's
2: <laughs> what about Prince? Yeah, uh, the artist formerly known as now. <laughs> like, yeah, Anyway, so, hey, um, Zendaya. Zendaya is a main character, and it's, it's 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 it takes place in the high school, I believe, in California, somewhere in California, I don't remember. Um, but it, it, there's a whole full season, and then the one we're going to talk about is is the special episode that they have. But anyway, she is um a child dealing with turmoil. And her, her father passed away of cancer, and um, one of the ways that she coped was to um, start taking drugs, and she, she becomes an addict um, to cope with with the issues, and her mother and her um, daughter are struggling with it because, you know, the mother has to deal with all of the issues and, and you know, picking up and, having to raise continue to raise their family and now she has to deal with her um daughter who is now a um an addict, addict. Mm-hmm. and then there's also all the dynamics of like sexual um you know behavior in high school because this is a high school um child and you know the the various different things that you have to deal with including like gender identity because um, there is one of her um a a person who uh, moves into that town who is transgendered Um, she befriends her and they form a really close relationship and it's all the things that you have to deal with in a town it's also I think a really relatively small town there's this man who you know um, who basically uh, like Anyway, I don't know if, how much that's important but um all I all, but this is to say that the again one of the reasons why this is done well is just confronting all the different characters and showing you the complexities of all these characters and what they deal with and doing it in such a way that is not um you know hoaxy it feels real
0: mm-hmm.
2: especially in the last episode. well saying, acted well acted well mm-hmm. yeah I mean I don't
1: <laughs> it was a, so that was season one
2: that was yeah. So. But this one in, this one in particular was really done well too. I thought.
1: Yeah. So I want us to. So the but the, the show we're going to talk about is season two. So season one ended with Zendaya going through all her troubles. It's a, um, I think it's a thirteen season show. So you can catch it on net, um, HBO. Thirteen, episode. 13 what, episodes. Thirteen episodes. No, oh, it might be ten. I don't remember. But really good. Um, I mean, critically acclaimed, I think Zendaya got all sorts of awards for it. Um, So the fans of the first season were really anticipating the second season. Um, And of course, because of COVID, um, it impacted their shooting schedule and just all of the um, work that they had planned. So they decided to drop um, a show that is more specifically focused on two of the characters, who is Zendaya and the, her sponsor.
2: Mm-hmm. So her, uh, yeah. her, her, or, or Addicts Anonymous, I don't
1: know. Yeah, Narcotics, mm-hmm. um, N-A, Narcotics Addicts um, mm-hmm. um, Anonymous. Narcotics Anonymous, Anonymous. Mm-hmm. Um, so her sponsor. Um, so, um, so the scene, the whole scene took place um in a diner and it was the two of them sitting across from each other um talking about zendaya's addiction at the last um the the last season i think she was working through the addiction and she was in a better place and she was sober Um, but the show opens up with her um having relapse and now he is talking her through um through that But what was so amazing about it was really just the conversation. So it wasn't necessarily so focused on the topic of addiction per se. I I think that was in the background, Um, but they really did a good job with the dialogue of exposing just the humanity in humans in general, you know, what we struggle with, the meaning of life, why are we going through all of this? Um, what is the purpose, what role does religion play, um, you know, if God truly does value us, you know, why does he spare some over others? I mean, there were so many topics, so many themes that they played with, and even the idea that her sponsor, who, at least in the first, um, season was portrayed as this, you know, wise sage, you know, who's got it together and still cool type of person, um, know they dove a bit back into his backstory and we understand that he's also struggling with some things that are very human so once again going back to the idea of you know heroes are not always a hundred percent heroic they're not always acting then they're they're, they're not always um, perfect right we all have backstories at any given moment Um, you know we can do something to betray our values uh, but there's always um the next moment to be better so many different concepts discussed but it was really really good and well done and i know once again we didn't watch it together you watched it the night I before tried, I, I tried to,
2: we started watching no i didn't, i watch, we started trying to watch it the night before
1: yeah and we i felt both
2: asleep. fell asleep <laughs> okay okay, okay. <laughs> uh, we both fell asleep and then not because it
1: wasn't good no, but no, no. more because we're tired tired <laughs> and old
2: <laughs> we're 40 year old this is the
1: 40 year old version
2: we
0: can't um, stay up in the movie
2: <laughs> but uh the next day you had um a, something to do mm-hmm. that morning and while i was waiting for you i was like i'm gonna watch it right now yeah and finish it and then when you got back you you finished it yourself but um i uh yes very like, like there's so much going on there but i think again with respect to how things are really good like the dialogue one of the things that I do when I watch um, TV now so I don't miss what they said is I watch it with a caption mm-hmm. and so um, I'm reading the words just in case it doesn't come out clear but one of the things that I was doing because it was just so hitting me and a lot of times when it's done well you don't realize why you don't know, evaluate all the different ways but it was like oh my god this is being done so well and so when I was reading it Because you know, people, when they act, there's lines on paper. Mm -hmm. This is not us having this conversation right now. But I was reading it, and as I was reading it, I was paying attention to not only the pauses and the searching for what I'm going to say next, as if it's not on paper, Mm -hmm. and the movement. Like, I'm sitting Mm -hmm. here doing this, and it's like, you know, like you have to, like I've tried acting before when some class, some class that I took somewhere in, in, in high school. In middle school. No, in college. Oh, wow. I didn't know Sometimes, yeah. You know, they throw stuff. You gotta throw uh-huh. one of these in here. <laughs> you gotta put this on your. If you wanna, you know, graduate. if you wanna graduate, you gotta uh-huh. throw one. So acting, I think, was one of them that I did. And the shit is like. Because you would be sitting here like. Yeah, um, yes. So, and when you were going to. Yeah. yeah, and you don't realize that in reality, in life, people are constantly moving Yeah, yeah. you know that's how it looks real and you know you are pausing and you're searching for words even though the words are there you mm-hmm. have to be able to realize all of that for it to seem real like that's mm-hmm. a, it could be mechanic mm-hmm. mechanical but when it comes off it looks seamless like, yeah yeah. exactly but anyways i was so that's why i wanted so you were is,
1: impressed by the acting oh, yeah, it
2: was it was really done well yeah and yeah. um i was also impressed by the gentleman whose name i should actually go look up um, and how he came across it was just like, wow, this is a person who I'd like to sound like. You mean like the sponsor? The sponsor.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Who I'd like to sound like. He, you know, and whoever wrote the scene, its it's clear or it seems to me that if they didn't go through this themselves that I don't know how they're pulling this out. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, having thought of all the different points where people would push back. Mm-hmm. Like, I will tell you that, you know, you need somebody bigger than you to be able to do it but you know what this is happening and then the back and forth and him being able to explain it sometimes you can rush through that that's when it's not done well Mm -hmm. you're going to rush through giving the answer but it's like no in this particular instance it would be a back and forth let's take you through that entire journey Mm -hmm. and um, and I thought it was done well the answers were done very well Mm -hmm. Um, how they were trying to explain um, this idea of you know you know like sometimes you have to just give it up to some a power that's higher than yourself Uh the the you know a lot of people will struggle with that like you were saying because of certain things that they found that doesn't seem fair don't tell me that there's a purpose for everything yeah not that's not enough for me don't tell me that there's a god who is picking and choosing who's dying and who gets to live and what does all of that mean and um anyways it's
1: you know what I'm I love about sorry. the response they had for that um, was by saying, you've got to believe in poetry. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that...
2: No, you, you got to say more than just poetry. I think poetry would come off, that those who are listening, as just, you know, people speaking words.
1: Right, right, right. And, and, and I'm going to try to explain it, but I, oh. I'll probably mess it up. But, but essentially what he's saying is... Um, you know who knows why things happen you know what we know is there's a greater power um energy that is beyond us that um you know that you can essentially surrender to when things become too much and when you start asking well why this why that and how can I trust in something you can just trust in the fact that you know I get up every day and just the poetry of you know none of this makes sense but we do it anyways. We get up every day and we're committed to pushing through it. That in and of itself is art. Mm -hmm. Um, Because sometimes, you know, art, like you said, um, you know, using the word gratuitous earlier, it's something that doesn't necessarily serve a known purpose, especially when you think about music. Um, You know, you get up every day, you listen to music, and you dance, you know, universally, people enjoy dancing, moving their bodies, people enjoy music, but we don't really know exactly what function or purpose it serves. So we call it art. Um, and it's the same as poetry in general, but so I think- The
2: beauty of the, uh, the environment. Like, yeah. Why do we need to see the beauty? It's yeah, like, Capturing
1: paintings yeah. and all of that. And, you know, it taps into something, but, you know, that essentially is the nature of what we like we are in a dance with this this life you know we get up every day and we're trying to sort it out you know there's a role we play there's a role that we expect the greater power to play um our fellow human being there's just this dance that we're all in and we don't really understand it but it's compelling enough for us to get up every day and um you know do it because life is poetry um, I, I I'm not doing a good job of um, conveying it, but I just thought that was beautiful yeah um, because that answers a lot of questions that yeah, we don't have the answers to all of this, you know, but there's beauty in it, and it's because of the beauty that we do it. and I think that could be enough.
2: yeah, yeah. I'm trying to see if I can um, explain it to. But before I do that, I want to say that I think the reason why it's important that people put that piece in it, like the idea of finding something greater than yourself is because, Mm -hmm. um, he said it because of other things, you know, people will fail you will even fail yourself. But Mm -hmm. I think what it is is you have to, if you don't have a purpose, if you don't have something greater, it's very hard for you to keep going in the face of, of, of of what can seem to you like just hardships mm-hmm. you know like why am I going to continue to move forward when I don't see I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know um, if I see the light at the end of the tunnel then I have my purpose That my purpose is to get to that, <laughs> that light mm-hmm. um, but if I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel it's the, the fact that without seeing this is why they call it faith and this is why you know it like it's something that I cannot see, but I'm, I believe in the fact. Trust the process, as mm-hmm. they would have said in Philly. Um, um,
1: Philly,
2: Darden. No, no, no. Well, oh, they do say that for Darden as well. Said so. in
1: Philly, what
2: Philly? Uh, Phil, Philadelphia. Okay, so um, uh, um, Sixers.
1: Okay, right? gotcha. They had
2: this whole thing. If you're a sports fan, gotcha, gotcha, yeah, you. yeah. But yeah, the numbers. Anyways, They were just doing this whole thing where they believed it would eventually lead to success. They were just like losing and picking up, um, you know, draft picks and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But, anyways, trust the process. It's like um, you don't necessarily see it, but at the end, it It all comes together. Mm So, it's definitely necessary. And and it's definitely necessary when you can't figure out why you should think this way. Mm -hmm. Because, really, everything is perspective. Because you can be in a certain situation and suffering and the same person could be in that same situation and be completely happy depending on their perspective but if you're in that suffering perspective it's going to be very hard for you to see anything else Mm -hmm. and so while you're there i can't i cannot describe to you what i'm i'm over here in the light somewhere i'm seeing the light i want to describe to you why it is that you will get there Mm -hmm. but you're you're in a dark like you're, you're blind, you've never had sight, you've never had vision. I'm sitting here trying to describe something to you that you could never even fathom. Mm-hmm. So what I'm telling you is trust, yeah. just trust. When you get there, you will see it and then you'll be like, oh my God, yeah, I, I see it right now. Yeah. And so if I cannot tell you how, why it is that it's true, I'm telling you, just have faith.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That's all I can tell you, have faith. And so if you can't figure out how to have that faith, then you're 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 in big trouble. Mm-hmm. so that's why it's like have something bigger than yourself. In the in with respect to the art piece of it, um, or the poetry in it. Like if if you can't believe in a god, then believe in the fact that like yes, things are screwed up, but there's also beauty in it. Like when you walk out and you see the sunset, why does that happen? Why did, did Adams just? come together and create this life why is it that you get to be here and that person why does Otis Redding because that's one of the examples that why does Otis Redding get to sing and have such impact why is the ocean so powerful all of these things there's poetry and all of that Mm -hmm. and if you can see that then you can potentially see how it is that there's a chance for it to be beautiful as well
1: yeah I think he I agree with you And what I also took away is, in addition to all of the beauty you see in the world, uh, there's beauty in the fight. There's Mm -hmm. beauty in your story. There's beauty in the things that you're looking to bring forth. And anything that is There's beauty in all of it. There's beauty in everything. If if you can
2: get there, this is what they say. like You can literally just be looking at flowers in nature and just seeing how everything just like there's beauty in everything that's happening and if you can capture that if you it's hard to describe that but if you can understand that poetry yeah and that's when you can see there's so much greater yeah yeah
1: there's so many themes and concepts um played with during that episode i mean it was really jam-packed with a lot of um fascinating concepts that speaks to um the plight of human beings you know what we all experience in general um so there's not enough time to go through everything but um another one that i quickly wanted to talk about is the one around um um you know when you've done something terrible mm, that's the point that's the one i wanted to hit too, about. Um,
2: that is important
1: yes do you want to Exactly. No, you're good. Okay.
2: I, 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 I so, use, a lot of you want me to do it, I can do it. But.
1: So, essentially, um, Rue, who is the main character, um, at one point exposes that, um, you know, she is this terrible human being and so terrible. She's addicted to heroin. Um, the guy asks her, Do you want to be clean? And she says, Even after doing all the shitty things that I've done, you know, putting my parents through this, my sister, I'm, I'm a terrible person to be honest, you know, I still don't want to get clean, you know, and she was like, how that makes me a terrible person. And look, I even did something so terrible to my mom, you know, I threatened to kill her or what have you. And she was really grappling with it. That why would I I'm just I, I should I'm a throwaway child at this point, because I've done something so egregious, I can't come back from it. And, um, and he was saying, you know, He essentially was saying, you know, number one, we've all done terrible things. And the question is, why do we do those terrible things, particularly when they make us feel bad? Mm -hmm. And, you know, he sort of walked through, by the time he got done with the line of questioning, it had to do with the idea that, you know, you saying I'm a terrible person is not only a harsh punishment for yourself, but I also love how he said, it's also a cop out. Mm You know so so when we when we when we do something that we're not proud of you know you're supposed to get up at a certain time you didn't get up oh my god i'm the worst you know you say these things about yourself when are you the worst there's so many great things about you. so many great things of value that you add to the world um but ultimately also when you say you're the worst you're basically releasing yourself from the obligation to be better because once you've decided this is who I am so why try anyways then you know you've essentially settled into um a lesser version of yourself which is beautiful and fascinating and not only do we do it to ourselves he says you know but that's the reason why this world has just kind of gone the way it has because it's so easy for us to throw people away and label them as you know the worst you know not um possible of redemption that people end up not trying anymore uh, because we don't create that space so it's about being um you know giving yourself grace which you know we've talked about um but also others grace because you know a lot of times you end up doing things that you're not proud of but that in and of itself does not make up um, the totality of who you are and you always have to be able to put those things in concepts um in context and even when you disappoint yourself you know the the, the the task is to find out why am I not acting um, to my values, according to my values, why am I doing things that are disappointing myself and find out the reasons behind that as opposed to holding on um, to the act itself. Yeah. I mean, it's a very, I mean, just practical um, concept that can be applied to all of us, um, but that we don't always think about. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: and that's exactly it like it could it like the 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 episode is about an addict but really it's about just life and what we deal with this is this just happens to be one the problem that she's dealing with Mm -hmm. and that's a thing that's been really big with me lately specifically after i know you had um, talked about this before i think probably because you read that book but you know since i'm rereading the book um the subtle art of not giving a fuck um you know, he talks about problems, and you know, basically, you can't and ha- not have problems. And so, you know, life is about problems, mm-hmm. and solving problems is really what makes you happy. You don't really understand this, but like a lot of people who think that they are happy um, in the whatever life that they're living, some people are happy. They're like, "This is good for me." The problems that I'm dealing with, mm-hmm. you know, while I'm here, I'm okay with. Like, if the problem is boredom or whatever the case may be, then. I'm dealing with, this is how I solve that problem. Mm -hmm. And so, but there are other people who, in their minds, in reality, they want something else, but they're afraid to be dealing with these other sets of problems, the different types of problems. In any case, you know, without delving too much into the problem thing, I think it's very important that you understand that there's no, like, Rue in this episode talks about how drugs is the only thing that keeps her from killing herself, as if once you're dead, you're guaranteed that there's no problem on the other side Mm -hmm. like we're calling these things problems but really they're just things having to do with the fact that life is life Mm -hmm. you know if you there's a potential that you leave this earth and get reincarnated into another life where you're dealing problems or you become another um being or whatever i mean this thing is maybe um dealing with quote unquote problems Mm -hmm. um based on the way that it has to, its particles has to interact with other particles or whatever the case may be. But we're calling it problems, but it's just the nature of living and your perspective is what makes you think it's a problem. Mm -hmm. In any case, um, uh, yeah, I think what we do, like you were saying, without repeating or a little repeating is just that, we cop out by saying, well, since I've already done this, it must necessarily mean that I'm bad. It's harsh because bad is ridiculous considering everybody does bad things. Mm -hmm. And it's also a cop out because it says, now I don't have to go through that effort that it takes of solving this problem that I have, Mm -hmm. of being better. And so um, that's just life. And when we realize that, that's when You forgive yourself Uh and say to yourself, okay, it's fine. I'm a human being. It's fine that I can do that. Now I'm going to go and figure out how to be better and not beat yourself up over it, but being okay with the process of improvement.
1: So yeah, very good show, check it out. Um, I can't wait for the next, um, I think what they're planning on doing with this season is diving deeply into each of the characters mm-hmm. so we have a better sense of their backstories. Yeah. Um, and- um, I think the next attempt is to
2: dive into, I can't remember.
1: The girl, the mm-hmm. transgender girl's yeah. story. That'd be interesting. I um, that. All right, so we're done with Euphoria. And then the next one, The last one is a movie we watched on Prime, Amazon Prime, last night. Um, It's called The Sound of Metal. I'll have you explain it because I don't always do a good job. (laughs) Um, It's called The Sound of Metal. Okay, The
2: Sound of Metal um, is about a musician couple. They live in an RV, they obviously tour different places. It's very heavy metal, I guess, that's also the play on the word, and I say play, and you'll find out why I say play on. It's heavy metal there, like, you know, not, that's definitely not my um, genre of music. She's screaming in the beginning, she's out there screaming, and he's just like beating on the drums. Uh-huh. And um, he finds out that he is losing his hearing.
0: Uh-huh.
2: And, you know, he has to basically, he, he's, he's trying to, you know, get up the money so he can do some kind of operation that's potentially gonna get his hearing back. But in the meantime, he's also an addict. And so he's he's um, trying not to relapse and he needs to go to a AA meeting where, or Narcotics an anonymous, I guess, meeting where, um, you know, they do this for people who can't hear. Like you, you can be in your circle and you're not able to hear. So it's, it's, it's a combination of being um, for AA but also for um, the deaf. Uh-huh. And so they have to learn how to sign and all of the other stuff and his struggle with that. Uh-huh. And you know, his girlfriend um, you know has to continue to go on and try to make money while he tr- tries to deal with his um, you know a- addiction. And without giving too much away, it's uh-huh. everything that happens as this unforeseen, Circumstance in his life happens and what happens to their relationship his relationship with himself and and how he deals with this change.
1: Yeah Without giving too much away Um, because I It's such a good movie And I think it it may be Difficult to talk Fully about it without giving too much away, but I also don't want to Spoil it for others. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. For those who haven't seen it and who want to see it, maybe we can do like a blooper. What do they call those things? Um, a blooper, you know, when you're about to give something away. So, oh, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> okay. We'll I have to but,
2: think about what the spoiler would be.
1: Yeah, though. yeah. But essentially, it's exactly what you said. So how I will put it in my own words is because I was watching it, and when we think about having the, the bottom pulled out from you, unexpectedly at any given point i think that's most of our that's most people's um nightmares right life is good today you're having a great time you have your your girlfriend with you you're living the life you're doing the work you want to do you're healthy everything is great one moment the next moment something happens that could completely change it and people are going through this every day people get into accidents people are getting diagnosis of cancer um, you know, people are losing their husbands or wives unexpectedly, children. It. There's just so much happening, that, and that can happen because we live in a world that's very much outside of our control. But what we want to do as human beings is we want to control um, because that is what it's that predictability that makes it easier for us to go about our days um, and know what we need to bring. Um, you know, what, what sort of wherewithal we need to bring to our daily activities. Um, but yeah, but what was so fascinating is one moment he's perfectly fine, next moment, deaf. And as a result of him going deaf, his whole life gets taken away from him. Um, the music that he loves to do, the RV that he's um, living in with his girlfriend that he loves so dearly. His sobriety that he's hung on to for so long his independence of just being someone who can move around and that you see someone who was living a complete in control life one moment and the next moment completely out of control everything taken away from you the love of your life has left you and and how do you deal with that so it was so funny when you know the first you know the first i guess days weeks that he arrived at this place just how angry he was like he really (laughs) was just trying to fight it with his every being and just got so angry um which is understandable and i think that's the reaction that a lot of us have especially when you get um you know news that just seem to be unfair you know your child is killed unexpectedly how can you not be angry by that you know so but i think what was so fascinating about this particular story is number one it shows that things can completely go awry at the drop of a dime you know without you expecting it number two how you deal with it is now up to you um because the people that you typically will lean on sometimes may not be there for you as a source of support so you also have to make sure that you have every as much as you want to build a community you want to build a group of supporters people who can help you get through this life by yourself ultimately it's you yourself and you (laughs) you know who's going to have to get through this and you have to be mentally strong you have to be Physically strong spiritually, you know, all of those things have to be intact. Otherwise, whatever life throws at you You may not be able to handle and I think it was um, showing us um, That ultimately, you know, you're gonna have to figure out how to get through this because now you're by yourself So it's how do you move from that space where you had a sense of control now? You've lost everything and you've got nothing but yourself that you can rely on to get yourself out of this. I mean, there was a scene in the moment when he was just like, I mean, you are my heart and you literally are leaving. I I, <laughs> I ain't got it. I don't have it. You know, I, I'm out here by myself with no script. I don't know how to do this. So, I mean, it was so touching because... It makes you realize that that could be any one of us at any given moment where you're just here by yourself and you've got to figure it out. And what you bring to bear, how you, you know, your mindset, the mindset you bring to the table is going to be critical in terms of um, how well you survive it. Um, I have some other stuff that I want to say, but I don't want to go, go into, okay. No, no,
0: um,
1: so, so that was the first part of it. And another part that I thought was so beautiful is as he starts to transition. So for me, the first part is, you know, and I talked to you about this, is um, the struggle between, you know, wanting to hold on to your current life um, and being scared of your future life. Mm -hmm. Um, So how do you balance that? One thing that is um, that we know for sure is change is inevitable. Uh, But a lot of us struggle so much with change obviously, for the most part, change is gradual for most people. Uh, so we don't see it. It's not something that's so jarring, um, um, at least from an all-encompassing perspective when it comes to our lives. But um, but yeah, for, for some, it's going to be jarring. You're going to have to be forced to get into that new phase, whether or not you want it. So we have to understand that that can happen. But it is the question of, you know, Why do we try so hard to hold on to something even when there's no longer anything there for us? And why do we find it so difficult to embrace the new? Um, Especially when we know that life is always changing. So I think it's playing around with that concept of new is not necessarily bad. Um, And for him, you know, we come to find out later that, you know, he could actually make a life in this new environment that he's in but his mindset you know he's so stuck in the life he had so he's living his days wasting opportunities um relationships are going to shit just because he's so focused on you know the life he's had and a lot of us we cost ourselves dearly um, because of that so yeah so
2: uh, yes agreed i think the theme for me, now that I'm thinking about all of this, because I know when we talked about this, I was trying to see what it was, but um, that I, the theme of, of, that I want to say, the way that I want to describe it, and the minute you describe it, it kind of, like, limits it, um, because now you put some words around, it and people start to associate the words that you use and how they think about it with this, but um, just also to try to add some structure and to give us some kind of um, direction. I think, for me at the very least is like acceptance of not just reality, but like acceptance of reality, acceptance of the idea of problems, quote unquote, but that's why I want to say acceptance of reality, because that is reality, the acceptance of life um, in everything. Like for example, with the first one, um, 40 year old version, it's accepting the, um, problems the issues the whatever is that comes with wanting to be your authentic self mm-hmm. i'm 40 i'm going to be a rapper and start doing what i want to do that comes with all these different things that are happening people looking at me and saying that this is weird like you know ridiculing me or whatever losing the potential um backing of people who are who want us to act in a certain way and so accepting that and saying okay i'm, I'm okay with that that's the life i'm going to live the second one and this one are more similar in the fact that we're dealing with people who are struggling, not not making a decision that I'm going to accept this um, because this is what I want in my life, but struggling to see that they need to accept reality in order to be able to deal with it effectively.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And mm-hmm. for Zendaya, who's dealing with these issues and questioning why and now having to, you know, find a self-destructive way of dealing with this problem and not actually solving it but masking it and then with this gentleman who just got hit with something and instead of saying accepting this is reality and saying okay now how do I deal with it how do I solve that problem how do I embrace this new life because uh, and then being able to have that perspective once you've accepted it to then be able to see the poetry that we talked about Uh the beauty and everything because then, then when you are able to that's when you've forgiven yourself, you know, that's when you are now able to live happily because you're seeing the beauty and you're like, okay, I'm. I'm okay. not only am I now accepting that I have to do this, I'm accepting it and being happy in the process. And that's why you could be happy in any situation because, you know, whatever situation you're in, there are problems, you can be happy in it if your perspective is a certain way. If you find yourself in a different situation, you could be like, all right, I'm accepting it. I'm going to accept that these are the problems and I could be happy and seeing the beauty in this and then be able to live and go forward. And it's that that is so difficult for us to do and accept, um, you know, that, that uh, I think is required for you to not be miserable.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think acceptance is definitely key. Um, I think another concept for me is that change does not have to be seen as bad. Should not always. I mean, there's some changes that, because we're so attached to this physical world, um, that we resist, that we don't want. But ultimately, life changes. Things change all the time. Life is constantly purging. Things die and grow and bloom in different seasons, but it remains beautiful nonetheless. So I think it's our attachment to the th- our experiences the current manifestation of the lives that we have that makes it so difficult for us to embrace change and that's actually what limits us so greatly because once yes being deaf is um probably not ideal particularly if you are someone who have had hearing I mean there are people who are born deaf who don't necessarily see it as a handicap you know because that's just how they live their life and you know they can find beauty in you know either the silence which whatever like they, they you, your soul can thrive in whatever environment because the, your soul is not a it's not necessarily tied to your physical body you know there are different ways that it can find ways to um have joy you know which ultimately is what we're looking for but i think because we're so attached to the physical and the the moments that we have we interpret those things as you know, what's worth hanging on to as, you know, what gives us the joy and the peace when it actually your soul can find peace probably in almost any environment if you allow it to. So I think um, it's the idea that change is bad and, you know, if anything is different from what I'm doing right now, then I'm going to reject it all the way as opposed to, you know, having a curiosity about change. And I think, you know, if you're curious about what's to come, it opens you up. Um, To the positive, I mean, yes, you've had hearing all this time. Now I get to experience the world as a deaf person. You know, that could be seen as an opportunity. You've lived, you get the opportunity to live two different lifestyles, two different lives completely. You know what it feels like to have hearing. And now you can understand how to navigate the world without. So I think it's being curious about change and the possibilities that are um, in those opportunities that makes it easier for us to handle, um, to handle change. But I just thought it was so amazing because it, it did a really good job of speaking to the inevitability um, of life, which is that ultimately we don't have control over our, any, anything can happen at any given point. And you just have to surrender to that inevitability. Has nothing to do with if you're good, bad, otherwise or whatever, life can happen. Um, and then at that point, are you, um, do you have what it takes to shift into whatever comes next? And if not, I think this is the time to really start kind of bolstering yourself up in those areas to make sure that I I can, I mean, who would have thought 2020, 2020 is the perfect um, year that we all need to realize it could all change at any given moment. Um, And you have to be ready. You have to be resourced enough. Um, And as individuals, it's your psyche and your mindset that's really gonna power you through. So if you have the right mindset, you can definitely take on whatever is to come, but you have to work on your mindset. Um, And then lastly, for me, it's really just um, appreciating the um, possibilities within change, Um, being able to um, recognize the beauty, the poetry. In this new version of your reality, so that you can fully enjoy it and live it to the best as well. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. The last thing I want to say on this is um, human nature. A lot of times I need to have things explained to me, and I think also um, people probably also need to have things explained to them so they can, as opposed to just saying, okay, well, I know what the path is. Um, you know, like somebody has told me what the path is. A lot of times you want to understand why you're here first regardless of what the path is and i think part of the reason you want to explain it is the same reason why rule is questioning this whole idea of god and whatever the case may be it's like why is it that it's true and the reason you want to have that done is because you don't want to question whether or not that this path is, is the way to go mm-hmm. because a lot like if you're questioning whether this path is the way to go it's the same thing with not having faith right it's like uh am i going to continue going here if i don't know that this is the place that I should be going that's why a lot of times we need to have these things explained I start off this way because I think part of what because I want to try to explain why people works but you know um, afraid of change or afraid of putting themselves out there and being ridiculed you know, whatever the case may be and I think it's because you know like the way that we have evolved the programming that we have the mechanisms and the tools that we have for protecting ourselves are very blunt tools mm-hmm. they're not precise enough to be like okay this is this type of fear this is this type of uh fear this is that type of fear it's all it does is it it's it's fear it's one of the things like just like pain like you can have pain and it tells you you got to do something about it but it's just pain it doesn't tell you this is a certain type of pain and so when you ha- and that's why it's so difficult to see the nuances and things is all you're feeling and especially if you're not analyzing enough, going down deeper and deeper and trying to understand exactly what's causing it. All you are doing is your body is giving you the tool that it has anxiety, fear, pain. And all you do know is, oh, my God, there's fear, pain. And I don't know what the heck to do with it. And that's one of the things that it, it does to try to protect you. You know, change, like you said, could be problematic because you need routine because you know that this works every time you mess around and go do something else you might end up falling off a cliff you might end up dealing with some kind of predator that kills you and so these types of things is what causes you to kind of remain in doing something um, that you know but it also is against part of what we are um, th- um, given as human beings which is different than other types of animals is to go out and pursue and live and self actualize uh-huh. and that also requires you to face those fears and to experience all of these things and so there's two dichotomies and so you know you have to now use your upper your upper thinking capabilities your frontal cortex to say to yourself okay I realize that these fears are there but I can be okay with being a person who has those fears Forgive myself for those fears and forgive myself for my uh, mistakes and then still go through and pursue, you know, the things that I have to do. Mm-hmm. And you have to do that consciously and with the knowledge of eventually those things become routine. Mm-hmm. And then I go on to the next year and those things become routine. And, um, you know, even if you don't see it, having that faith and, and stepping out onto yeah. the, um, the uh, limb Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, well said, well said, well summarized. Um, I think these have been really good shows, you know, when we think about what we need to bring to bear for 2021. You know, I'm looking to close out 2020, um, sort of just um, prepping myself and making sure that I'm right mentally um, and I'm well positioned to take advantage of whatever is to come in 2021. Um, And I think these are just great reminders of the things that you need to do. So, um, great movies, great shows. So you guys definitely check them out. Um, Of course, we're getting ready to wrap up 2020. So look out for our next episode when we do the next, um, when we do the best of 2020. So we'll, um, you know, we did something similar last year. So we'll go through um, various moments in 2020, 2020 and um talk about them so definitely stay tuned for that um but thanks for joining hope you've enjoyed this episode um like we always say please be sure to subscribe that's very important um like share and comment um so yeah let's close it out
2: um thank you for joining us another episode of sunday's